Welcome to the Hashtag Call to Scene podcast, the show focused on the strategic disruption of the status quo in technical organizations, communities, and events. Hello, everyone. I'm already laughing. I'm looking at my guest's face, my guest's face, and it's just, just, she has this beautiful smile on her face. My guest today is Sage Sharp. Sage, please introduce yourself to everyone. Hi, I'm Sage Sharp. I use they/them pronouns, and um, I do a lot of different things. I help run Outreachy, which is an internship program to bring people from groups underrepresented tech and connect them with a mentor in open source for a paid remote internship. Um, And I also run a company that's called Otter Tech and I do diversity and inclusion consulting, mainly around um, how companies and open source communities can better enforce their code of conduct because I don't want codes of conduct to be something that is just words on a screen. I want people to actually make their communities more inclusive and safe. Okay, so you gave me two things that I want to definitely talk about. Um, So I'm going to take some notes here. So while I'm doing that, if you can answer the two questions that I always ask my guests, and they are, why is it important to cause a scene and how are you causing a scene? Right. It's important to cause a scene because... If we don't cause a scene, the status quo remains the status quo. People remain in power, and the especially white supremacist power structures remain in place. And so it's important to let people know what's happening, but also motivate them to action because they can't, we can't keep educating people and not having them take action. So causing a scene is about getting people to take a very specific action um, as, as quickly as possible. Um, how I'm causing a scene, I mostly try to stick with my lane and most of my things when I cause a scene are around when a conference is not handling a code of conduct in good faith. Or, um, if some conference adds, um, a code of conduct term that is shady, like political affiliation to their set of protected That was clients. it. That, I, somebody I could not think of. Thank you. That, uh-huh, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so I try to be really strategic about, like, when I ask people to do things. If I, if I think that a community isn't going to change, or if I, you know, the only times when I cause a scene when I think the community is not going to change is because I want either people to know this community is not safe and they shouldn't participate in it, or I'm speaking to the audience, right? I'm trying to get people to understand, like using that community as an example, how they should change. So those are the two times that I cause a scene is if I think I can make a change or if I'm speaking to the audience. Okay. So, all right. So definitely want to talk about outreachy because I didn't know until I saw your, okay. 
let me just be honest here. There's so many people doing so many things. That I know, I, right? I'm just blown away when I just, it seems like these random things that I come in contact with people, but they're not really random because it's like you're connected to this connection to this connection. And I, I love that about tech. So definitely want to talk more about outreach because I remember hearing about them maybe two years ago and people were, when I was thinking about, it was an option when I was thinking about becoming a developer. So that's interesting. All right. And, but the thing is, so let me tell everyone how I came to know, cause I can't even say I know you came to be aware of Sage and it was during the O'Reilly, 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 OSCON, slip a, slip a political affiliation into, um, the code of conduct. And, and please, I don't need you to break that down for me because I spoke at Fluent, which was a few months before that. And I don't know if it was there, or I didn't notice it, or I didn't, or political affiliation didn't trigger for me or what. But yeah, just, just break that down. <laughs> yeah. So, so what happened? Let, let me... Do you want it in how I learned about it or yes, like please. the story yes. that I know now? Okay, so, yeah, no. mm-hmm. so how I learned about it was um, I had a friend who was speaking at O'Reilly and they pinged me and went, oh my goodness, look what they added to the code of conduct. Because I haven't spoken at O'Reilly for a while because I, I find them, they're a big conference and they're all about the money. Yeah. And I don't get, and I don't, I don't speak. I don't speak unless they get something out of it and mm-hmm. I can get my connections elsewhere. So mm-hmm. I would rather mm-hmm. support the smaller conferences mm-hmm. that aren't all about the capitalism. Mm-hmm. Um, so my friend pinged me and said, Hey, look, they added this. And I, and I looked at that and I, I knew the people behind O'Reilly were fairly conservative. And so I suspected that this was because of something around protecting conservatives. Mm-hmm. So, so what I did was on, on Twitter, I like told everyone, I'm like, this has been in there. And then someone did research, like they looked into, um, they looked at um, archive.org and like looked at the page and went, you know, this has been around for like a year. Like it was added um, after, it was added after the Velocity Conference is what we eventually found Of out. 2017. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. so Velocity and, and, and Fluent usually run at the same time, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so what happened was, what, I, what the story that I eventually get out, because I actually went and I had a conversation with Tim O'Reilly. Oh, yeah, this, um, was, this was interesting. Yes, yes, yeah, go ahead. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I had a conversation with Tim O'Reilly, and what he said was one of his staff members added it after Velocity because one of the speakers at Velocity on stage made a joke about conservatives and a conservative member was not comfortable with that joke. And so at that point, I knew that this had been added in bad faith because they... Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. So you're telling me the CEO is telling you that some random employee added this to the code of conduct without approval, without sanction, mm-hmm. without anything. Yep. And that's that, what about that, that's, that was his story. Exactly. And that was that was and that's what I got about his apology when he did it on in, in um LinkedIn. I was like, mm, okay, dude, uh, something about this is not feel is not good. Yeah, yeah. Because it whole- tells me it tells me as a leader, you don't have your hands where you need to have your hands, 
and your mm-hmm. eyes and, and, and what are your core values? And secondly, because one person complained, I get one, at least one complaint after every time I speak. <laughs> at yep. least one. Yep. And their answer is always that. Oh, I felt uncomfortable. So fucking what? Yep, yep, because you got to say what you need to say, right? And, and some people don't take it. But, and, and the whole thing, but the, where do we, where is this discomfort, this, 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 oh, I'm, um, this, is a, I, yeah. this is a dumbass question because I know what it is. It's um, dealing with white comfort. Why? Yeah. <laughs> it's like everybody needs to, this is why we're not moving on this shit because everybody wants to keep white people comfortable and appeased and happy. And that's why all the civility bullshit, because mm. civility is, 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 um, and I say it all the time. Civility is, is, is optional for white people, but it's expected behavior of marginalized groups. Cause that helps you that, because that means we're managing our behavior and you don't have to worry about us. While we're fucking around arguing with each other, you're doing whatever the hell you want to be doing. So right. you're telling me that, that the CEO of a multi-million dollar company tells you that one lone employee heard from one lone conservative and put this in the... I'm calling bullshit, but go ahead. Yep. Well, I'm, and I... And I don't know because they're so the person who's supposed to handle the code of conduct things is also a white woman, right? So I don't know. Stop, 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 and I'm just like, yeah, stop. Because white women are the bane of my existence. I know, I know. Such uh, maintainers of white supremacy. Oh my god. Yep. And so, and so, and so, I'm, I'm pretty. I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to attribute motive, but I'm pretty sure that there was some white people deciding to protect other white people involved in this. Well, even and if it, it was one white person protecting, yeah. the, it doesn't matter if it was a group, a clan, a, a team, yeah. a gang, it doesn't matter. Because especially when you tell me that white women have done this, this only confirms, because every time I say people are like, Paula, but why are you talking about white women? Hell, the data, the fucking data, listen to the data. <laughs> White women are the catalyst, are the maintainers of the house of white supremacy. You breed white supremacy. And until we deal with that, until you get uncomfortable and want to face that fact, we're not going to change. Oh my God, this is the shit that pisses me off. It's like marginalized groups have been uncomfortable all our fucking lives. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. And so, and so that was part of it was like me trying to, to cause a scene to get people to notice and actually change. And they said they were gonna change. I think the terms are still in there. I think that someone said they're still in there, but they didn't actually take them out. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, um, hmm. so I, um, yeah, so I came to you because you made your post and somebody DM'd me and then Coraline, um, Amki tweeted and DM me. It was just like, hold on, who is this sage person? And what is going on? Because, <laughs> so that was my introduction to you, but it was something that's very, I'm very passionate about is code of conducts because all oh, this gets on my nerves. Code of conducts are a first step. They are a reactionary step. They mean absolutely nothing if they're not understood or enforceable. And so it gets on my nerves when people have these codes of conduct and they think they're done. And you know, Yep, we're done. Yeah. It's, um, it's it's like I I say it's like buying car insurance. You buy car insurance, your car is not safe. <laughs> like if you're driving 90 miles per hour down the speedway and weaving in and out of traffic, that car insurance is not going to help you at all. 
right? It's just words. Oh my god! Put it to action, and that's that's just people. All these conferences. So um, last year, this was it. This year, yeah, it was the beginning of this year. Um, I was I was approached by a conference that has all all white, all male at the time um, organizing team, and had a shit show of a code of conduct issue the year before. I don't mm. won't name the conference, but I hope they figure out who the fuck they are because they. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> It left a really bad taste in my mouth because of this. Um, so they reach out to me. Don't reach out to them. They reach out to me. Oh, we wanted, we, we had some issues. We want to really work on uh, hire you for um, diversity. And this was when I was just like running away from diversity because I got so sick of last year. Everybody talking about it. Don't want to pay it for it. Think Kim's going to do some, sh- some shit for free. And no, not happening, whatever. And this was even before, I don't even know if hashtag cause a scene had really started off. No, it couldn't have. It could have at this point. Because this was, it didn't start in March. So this had to be February, right around March time. So I sent them a proposal because I'm like, hey, this is all we can do at this point. Your conference is in 10 weeks. We can't do, but we, I really want to focus on the code of conduct issue and how we can make the on-site experience, communicate that to, um, to the audience that moving forward, this is what we're intending to do. So lo and behold, I send the thing. I don't hear anything back, but months later, I found that they sent it around to different people asking because they didn't think my, first of all, they didn't like my price. That's, that's all it was. Mm. Um, exactly. Mm-hmm. You want me to deal with, and that's why I put bu- bullshit tax on everything. Well, and, and that's why I'm wearing uh, the shirt from you of the inclusion means putting resources. Where yes. Thank you for, f- thank you for your purchase. Yes. <laughs> because, because for me, I'm like, people are like, Oh, I don't want to pay. Oh, your prices are too high. And I'm like, I know that I have imposter syndrome and I still undervalue my services. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I no, no. I know how much software people make. It's, oh, it's, I know how much your conferences yes, make. Yes. And I know you that can I'm, afford me. And I know mm-hmm. that I'm making, I am. Oh, and that was the thing. This conference organizer said, oh, if it's up to this point, I don't really need anybody's approval. Oh, well, then so, it's like, so, no, it's exactly. like right? so I knew this, but then I found out months later from somebody who did not realize that I did not first it pissed me off because they didn't know the whole story because the when they but they had been um my my proposal had been passed around because this comp this organization instead of coming back and asking me questions were asking other white people what they thought about my fucking proposal i was so i was fucking livid i was like first of all what i was giving you as a professional i know what the hell i'm doing and i have made some very specific things that we were going to tackle at that thing and no i wasn't going to get and i'm happy i did it that way because i you didn't get anything that you could really use because that's right. what you would have done you would have used it and not paid me but to go behind my back and, 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 and so that's the thing they never engaged me so i had to go back and say hey your conference is coming up what's going on oh we've decided to put this off until next year bam that tells me right that it's shit's not important to you because no. if you can put it off to next year it's not important to you. And then, like I said, months later, I find out you sh- you're shopping my damn proposal around yeah. because you're like, oh, what is it questioning my, my prices and my expertise and why I did my proposals that way? Yep. Bitch, don't question me. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, and at that point, if they start questioning your expertise or that, I have learned it's just better to walk away because it's going to be frustrating for me. They're not going to implement the changes that I suggest. And so if they start questioning my experience, or like my 
my suggestions of like how they should take it, I just walked away. Oh, well, see, that's the thing. They never came back to me with this. This is what I heard when somebody I'm sitting across from them and they're like, oh yeah, I came across, somebody gave me your proposal and next time, I was like, oh, so wait a minute, so you're trying to give me advice on a proposal that you, let me get, did you know the backstory about this? We had an hour long conversation. I told them what I was going to put in the thing. So you're, no, no, that's not going to happen. And then his, his response was, oh, we're dealing with this um, next year, but um, let's, let's circle back around this in August and do another proposal. I am not, will not be doing another proposal. Actually, I hope your, hope your conference, and I'm going to say this, and I mean this with all honesty, burns to the ground because <laughs> you're not inclusive, you're causing harm, and I don't want to have anything. That, and this is, and I've really gotten to this point where I, people come to me with these organizations and these conferences that are sh- doing shit show. And they're like, Kim, what, I, what should I do? We've talked and talked. Let them burn to the fucking ground. Let them have some consequences to their goddamn actions. Yep. And, and that's what, you know, for some, so I hate, I hate to say this, but as a diversity consultant, what happens is I work with the people who are willing to change. Like typically there's some person that's causing issues <laughs> or cultural change or something, but, but the core of the people that are in that community or event, they want to change. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's the only place that I can move the needle because I know that my actions and advice will get taken. Mm-hmm. And, and then if the, if there's specific people that they, or conferences that are not inclusive, that they're not like approaching me in good faith, you're right. Let them burn. Exactly. And we can help build conference, conferences that are going to take their place. Yep. That are yep. inclusive and, and safe for everybody. See, that's what they don't get. And that's why I say, say all the time, lack of inclusion is a risk management issue. You can sit up there and you can have your issue right now. And you say, oh, we're going to push this off. We're going to push this off. At some point, somebody's going to be on your ass offering the same kind of experience at a, 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 at an, at a, at a price and at an experience that everybody feels safe. Yep. Yep. So yeah, so that was my, this got pretty, um, pretty um, excitable right up at the beginning. I love that. I love that. So this is how I ran into Sage. And we're going to circle back to some things. But one of the things that I want to talk about was, okay, so the next time, so I hadn't, I hadn't had any contact with you until I get this mysterious email. Oh gosh, that email. Goodness. Yeah. So, so and you explain what the email was. Do I, should I explain the background first? Yes, please. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. The well, person, okay. no, yeah. Yeah. We're all, we're all family okay. here. <laughs> all right. So the first time I caused a scene, and I think this is really the first time I caused a scene, was when I called out Linus Torvalds in 2013 um, because they were having discussion about their yearly invite only most of it's dudes mostly white dudes you know events and they were talking about what they wanted to talk about during that and they were talking about code quality and how they there was this one developer that was being too nice and he should yell at people more um so i had a heated conversation <laughs> with them um i got called out on like you know when you have a heated conversation sometimes the things that you say get twisted around and used by no yes that doesn't ever happen ever happen never so so this was this was i i made a joke that was possibly inappropriate to make 
on a private, on a, a public mailing list. And one of the trolls used it to report to my employer to try to get me to get fired. Um, that And that and several people trying to break into various accounts and made me realize that it's really easy to find my address. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, So I ended up staying at a friend's house for about a week. So that's background for that. Fast forward to to, to now, a couple months ago, um, there was an article that was going to come out about the Linux kernel, about the Linux foundation, about some of the shit that's happened in both of those orgs. The Linux Foundation and the Linux kernel leaders decided to proactively change what was a really bad code of conduct called, they called it the code of conflict, into a new code of conduct, which was a standard one, the contributor covenant, and do that in a very fast manner that showed that they, that they didn't think about enforcement, that they hadn't had it reviewed by a lot of people, and that they didn't think through the implications of adopting a stock code of conduct. Because some of their, the way their community set up, it was unclear from the contributor covenant, like how that applied to their community. So, okay, I'm going to stop you there because this goes back to the code of conduct thing. So they got, a, got the um, um, contributor covenant and we're just going to copy and paste it right there. Yep. Word yep. for word. And yep, not yep. gonna not gonna look at it and analyze it based on our core values and where we're going and and what we're trying to accomplish and change anything. We're just gonna slap it right there and, 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 and pray that no one says anything. All right, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So so in particular, one of the things that that um, later came out was that people looked at it and the the contributor covenant assumes that there is a set of leaders that are the project maintainers, and that that is consistent across the whole. Um, community. But with the Linux kernel, they got a bunch of little sub-projects and each of them has separate mailing lists. Each of them has like separate ways of developing different leaders. And so people were like, wait, you're going to make me police my own mailing list versus like there's because, you know, so they they had discussions about Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. But but my main problem was that this was a PR spin. And so at the same time, Linus Torvald said, "Oh, I'm taking a break yes. to learn how yes. to uh, how to uh, you know be a better person." <laughs> be a be- well, he said something about like uh, he's always struggled with like to, like recognizing people's emotions, and he was yeah. going to seek yeah. professional yes. help. And I'm yes. like, whatever. You were taking a vacation and going fucking scuba diving yeah. mm-hmm. to avoid the bullshit mm-hmm. that's, that's come about out to, that's about to come out. That's see, about I didn't know that. I didn't know that. that see, you just gave me a timeline. I didn't know the article was preempted. No, the article was in the works because yes. they con- the reporter contacted the Linux Foundation three weeks before ah. didn't respond for three weeks yeah and then they responded with a very lengthy response and that weekend that saturday because people don't normally develop okay, on so saturday fuck you, linus because that wasn't even yeah. like it wasn't oh my god that was not it, was, it was on it was on saturday and only i think it was like five people signed off on it because the last one they had 60 people sign off on yes it. It yes they have five people sign off of it. Those five people were all part of the Linux Foundation Technical Advisory Board, which is under NDA with the Linux Foundation. So they could tell them about this article. 
and get them to do the code of conduct real quick. Oh, this is so shady. See, now, oh, this is so fucking shady. Yes, fuck. Oh, my God. See, now, oh. And see, and so I knew this article was coming out, and I was so fucking frustrated. Now I get it. Okay. Because I I see all these white guys that are all like, oh, Linus is finally stepping up. Yes. Finally, like, that's what it came off as. That's what it came off as. Is is he, he's, oh my God, this asshole is finally getting help. But it was not, it was his ass as a leader, he was fucking running. Yep. Oh yep. man, I swear to God. Yep. And okay. so and so now now it's all swept under the rug. Like they so I, I did a blog post where I, I talked about some of the issues, including the fact that one of the people on the technical advisory board who was in the code of conduct was supposed to handle um the the like a code of conduct report. That technical advisory board was supposed to handle code of conduct reports. Um content warning for rape apology. Um, This person argued on a conference mailing list. There was a a talk that was given at Linux Conference Australia that had some imagery that was like non-consensual imagery. Mm -hmm. And and, And there was a giant discussion afterwards about whether it was appropriate for the conference to have this non-consensual imagery in it. And people were trying to argue that because there were not a lot of women in the audience, oh, fuck you. there was less, there, there was mm-hmm. not, they, there was no, you didn't have never, to vet it. Never because, mind. Yeah. 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 Like, oh my God. Nev, never mind that men can be raped too. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so this person tried to, so they were, they were, this person, you know, was trying to say, well, you know, based, someone said, you know, based on the, the statistics about, you know, one in, one in three women being raped, it's even if you had less people, it's highly likely there was someone in that audience yeah. that was triggered by that imagery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this person, Ted Cho, came and started breaking down the rape statistics. And I trying, remember, okay, I remember seeing yeah. this during this time. Okay, I remember... I didn't know who the fuck he was, but people was were sending me, or I was, yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. Thank you. You are, I love historians because you connect <laughs> dots for me. I have I all the this. things. Yes. yes. And, and Ted has been, the thing is, Ted has like basically attached himself into the power structure of the Linux kernel for a while. He is the one that runs the Linux kernel summit, and that's the invite-only summit where the developers get together. They're the top developers for the Linux kernel. And it's basically a, like they decide policy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's been involved in figuring out who to invite, like what topics are discussed. You know, this is a person that they are in a position of power and they're a fucking rape apologist. Mm-hmm, they're, mm-hmm. And, and I will say that, and I got a lot of... I'll, anyway, so I whatever I was, it, it's on the hashtag cause the same podcast. It is what it is. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. No, well, so so for Come me, at me what if happened, you want to. What, no, what what happened was that the trolls came at me because mm-hmm. they didn't like me calling Ted a rape apologist. Exactly. And so I got a whole shit ton of nasty messages. Um, I got talked about on the unofficial um Reddit board, which is basically like the unofficial gamer gator board. Mm-hmm. Uh and yeah, it was, it was not a, 
it was not a fun time. I was also at a conference at the time and trying to open the outreachy internship round at the same time. So it's like everything at once. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so I, for background, I'm, I'm non-binary trans mask. And so this Stop person, there. I'm just be, what's trans mask. Oh, trans. So, um, I'm not a trans man, uh-huh. but my dress and demeanor is masculine. I feel like I have no gender, but I don't want to be gendered as a woman. And gotcha. so I'm like more presenting a masculine side. So a mask meaning masculine. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I so love it because I'm learning and I want to make sure other people, when we hear these terms, yeah, that we know what we're talking about. Yeah. So, so basically what you should know is that I... I'm non-binary, I identify as trans. And so one of the trolls decided that they would send you a message about Coraline, who's mm-hmm. a trans woman. Mm-hmm. So I, I forget exactly what the message said. Okay, hold on, just you just you stay right there because we're gonna read this asshole. <laughs> oh, this fucking troll. Yes, man. this is um I should have had this up, but give me you keep talking. Keep yeah, talking. yeah. So, so basically, this so the troll made a comment on Kim's blog, and so she got it via email, and they used my email address and and tried to make it sound like it was and fun. your and your image. Now, don't just say that they it was it was your image. They my used image. your but your I, um, avatar. But I think it's because they use my email address and WordPress automatically picks up Gravatar. Uh, okay, okay. And so that's why, it, so, but from you, but from you, it looked yes. like it, me, right? Exactly. It looked like it was my mm-hmm. face. Yes. Yeah. So, okay, hold on just a second. So here it is. I'm pretty, f- I'm pretty fucking sure that one of, um, the, um, that the one you're referring to is Coraline in, in, in parentheses and a female in parentheses was born with XY chromosomes in his parentheses DNA, and you are denying science if you believe otherwise. You're all fucking mental. I mean, holy shit. So let me (laughs) stop you there because the only thing, only only thing that stopped me from, because I screenshot it, and Mm -hmm. I was about to tag your ass and call you fucking out on Twitter until I realized when I saw it, because in the email, it didn't have your picture. So mm-hmm. I just saw the email and I screenshot it and then something about that name. And I was like, let me search. And I was like, and then I went to the DMs that we had about the, um, the um, uh, O'Reilly thing. And I was like, she, I mean, they would, excuse me, they wouldn't have done this. What the fuck is going on? Yep. And so when I sent it to you, you not only said you didn't do it, but they were so good at hiding themselves. Oh, Yeah. Yep. Yep. So Ugh. it was, it, to me, it was like someone would go to that much trouble. I mean, that's a, that was a lot of trouble. That right. was, but, but I think, I think but why that, it called me, I didn't understand why they reached out to me. That's what I never understood. So, so I think it's because I retweeted something you said and the trolls were watching my feed at the time. And these are smart people that know about the divisions, especially between people of color and white women and they're like oh because they thought i was a white woman and they're like oh we're gonna pit them against each other everyone in the hashtag called the scene community shares the same common beliefs based on a set of four specific guiding principles one tech is not neutral nor is it apolitical 
Two, intention without strategy is chaos. Three, lack of inclusion is a risk and increasingly a crisis management issue. And lastly, but most importantly, four, we must prioritize the most vulnerable. To find out more about the guiding principles and adding them to your Twitter profile banner, please visit hashtag causeascene.com. They're like, oh, we're going to pit them against each other, no, right? They don't, but they don't understand they have a committee in the trans community as well. Right, I mean, right. And definitely they, dedicated to the trans right. community. And they didn't, they didn't like double check this. So, like, so they did all that to hide themselves, but they didn't just yeah. go down my Twitter feed? I mean, I know. <laughs> Yes, because oh. I was like, I was livid. I was like, what the fuck? Because um, right. I've gotten into with turfs, all kinds of people over trans, um, you know, women and men. So definitely you had the wrong damn person. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so I, so I think that they were just trying to like stoke the divisions between... And it usually works, I can admit that. Yeah. Yeah. If, people, if people aren't aware, they real because I will um, actually. I've noticed that some people who have that X or whatever has started following me because um, mm-hmm. I don't block anybody. Yeah. So I go down there. I definitely I investigate their asses because they don't have pictures, they don't have anything, and I just sit back and I'm waiting because I'm what I'm sure they're doing is capturing my shit, screenshotting it, and sending it to whatever. But as yeah. long as it doesn't show up in my feed, I can give a fuck. Like. I'm, I'm sure people are talking about me on Reddit. Don't give a fuck. Don't go on Reddit. Um, um, because that is not where the people I work with are. Or they are, but yeah. they're not. They're, but they're also on Twitter. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah. Just like, you were, like yeah. your space is this open source, this, this, this Reddit. I mean, Reddit is where you would be. It's not yeah, where I'm going to be. I, I, don't, I don't go there. I don't go oh, there. Okay. I don't go there. I, I just stay on Twitter. I write some things and sometimes people stick it on Reddit, but yeah, but I've never had, I'm going to say thank you fully because it is what it is. Fuck them. If they come out, I mean, I have not had any that I know of Reddit, um, these sub tweet things, these come after me in any serious way. Um, but yeah, just, uh, it was just like, it just came out of nowhere. And I was like, what the hell is this? And again, I was like, because I saw the trans thing, and you know, I'm just like, fuck you. And then I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> right. I was literally in the midst of um, doing this tweet, and I was like, huh? I'm, like I'm, really, I'm really glad that, like, you caught yourself. Because <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, shit. Yes. Like, oh, man. And I'm glad we're having this conversation because. Yeah, so, so thank you, trolls, because you connected us. Yeah, but also, I'm glad we have this conversation because I, and that's why I did stop myself because I saw that I was, I saw someone, these people attacking this person and, and coming, then coming in my own, because um, they went on my website and left a message in my contacts. That's what it was. It was a message from my contacts that comes to my email. And um, so the fact that, and this is what I do. And this is why I, I wasn't surprised that I did it because I do that. I research. I go back and say, okay, who is this person? What are they talking about? What have they been talking about on other platforms and all these other things? So I know how to craft my message. And that's where that was coming from because I was in the midst of typing it. And then I was like, okay, let me go back and see. And I was like, wait a minute, this name sounds familiar. And then I went and I was like, wait a minute, I didn't. I know, no, not know her, um, them, and um, what the hell? Yep, yep. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. And 
And at that oh, time, so I want to stop you there because I want to say that's a cautionary tale. That's how we stop this. We need nope. to make sure or do the best we can um, with vetting sources. We can't we can't fall prey to the fake news and all this other because people tell me all the time, oh Kim, they'll 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 assume they know my my strategy. They're like, oh you're stop stop feeding the trolls or that's a sea like excuse me, you don't know my strategy. Please don't tell me what the fuck I'm doing. I don't block anybody, but because I want to make white people as uncomfortable as possible, you need to see what the hell is coming after me, whether it's a troll or a bot or not. Somebody created the fucking bot. The bot didn't create itself. So this is why I'm doing this because some human decided it was okay to create this shit and harass me. Um, So this is why I do it. So I don't do it often, but when I do, I do it when I know that it can make an effect. Um, So I'm saying... So this yeah, is the PSA part of this. Please make sure you understand the things that you're retweeting, posting, and all this other stuff because there is a big attempt to, div- to uh, divide us. Because there's actually more of us than there are of them. And if they can, ke- and this goes back to civility. If we're fighting amongst each other, we don't we don't pay attention to the minority that's trying to take control or trying to maintain control. But if we st- stop and say, "Hey, let me let me check this out." Then we stay, even if we don't agree on everything, because no one agrees on everything, but we all can say, well, I can say, the people I bring on my show can say that we believe in um, inclusion. We believe in safe spaces for everybody. We believe in welcoming spaces for everybody. And we believe in actively challenging the status quo. Yep, yep. And I think the civility thing, too, is that they, when someone uses that, they often use it to silence criticism. And to make us manage their emotions, right? And oh yeah, because now we're making them uncomfortable, so they're trying—they're trying, they're trying yep. to make us, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they're oh god, I could care less about that no. fucking. Oh yeah, nope. because like I said, I, at every conference, and I'm really, really, really rethinking my um, business strategy because I know at this point, because I have not always this. This has been a, 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 a gradual, some would say, decline <laughs> into just. Hitting, um, focusing on white supremacy, it has not always been the thing that I talked about in my talks. So I know that um, I will be getting less opportunities to speak at, at certain events because it makes white people uncomfortable. Because I am all, it never fails since I've been talking about this. Every, there's at least one person who reports me from code of conduct violation. And I stop and I laugh because first of all, you obviously don't know that I help write code of conduct. So I understand when they're being violated and you being uncomfortable because that's all they'll say. They'll say either yep. it was not appropriate for this conference, that content or that talk was not appropriate for this conference as the conference organizers are batshit crazy. And they don't know what the hell they're doing with the, their <laughs> programming. Or, you know, that was just, I just didn't feel good. That just, that, right. you know, that was, you or, know. Or it's, or it's, it's the tone. It's the tone yes. Presented in, right? But it's and always about it made me feel uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Not, yeah. not it. It uh, I felt um, violated or or, or any or of those. Unsafe, yes. Or, yeah. yes. And, I, and I think that that is one. That is one of the things that I have tried to add into all the code of conducts that I've worked on is a line, and I think it came from the We All JS community, which is we prioritize marginalized people's safety yes. over privileged people's comfort. Yes. That is what people need to do. Because yes. in order to make 
in order to make a space safe and inclusive, you're going to have to make privileged people feel uncomfortable. And that, and that's what I talk about all the time. I'm like, if we're not, if we're not prioritizing the safety and the voices uh, and the experiences of the marginalized over the privileged, we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. And that means, and you're just going to be uncomfortable just for the simple fact that you don't have the center, center stage anymore. I, I don't even right, have to open my right. mouth. I, just yep. the fact that I, so when we were, um, there was a conference in Chicago that I spoke, when I, where I spoke, and there was this white guy who didn't get invited. And so right before the conference, he sent tweets in public to all the female speakers saying, hey, this conference you're speaking at next, next week, um, be, um, reach out to me because you're going to ruin your reputation and all that. Now, mind you, he didn't, he didn't send it to the, the only male person. So... Conference organized because I was like, "What the hell is this?" So I sent a message to the conference organizer. I was like, "They show what was what was up." He was actually just pissed because he didn't get he didn't, didn't get chosen to speak. But then they said, um, "Please do not engage." No, that's not gonna happen. You are not gonna kind of call me out on Twitter, and I'm not gonna say shit back to you. So I had to call <laughs> them and say, "You know what? I get what yours, but I'm not gonna be quiet on this." Yeah. And in that whole thing, it was the it was. It was you're pissed because you your ass did not get your 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 message was not chosen and right. ours was but yet yep. you're trying to shame us and again what you just said quiet us and you're mm. not going to silence me and the whole point is dude you have fucked up your reputation by starting this on Twitter why would you start this on Twitter you dumbass <laughs> right. and so and so he ended up blocking me which of course of course well, I did. You know, and you don't see a shit. Oh, well, (laughs) well, I didn't see a shit before then. So I didn't care. But the whole thing was at this point the whole hat. Well, not the whole, but several members of the hashtag community, hashtag cause the same community is now talking to him. And so he's just like, you you didn't realize again, somebody didn't do that fucking homework and learn who the hell I was before you targeted me. um, Because I don't come by myself. Come with a whole fucking community. So if you come at me and the white people who follow me don't come at you, I got a fucking problem. Yep. I got a problem. Yep. So um, that was another situation of the bullshit. You know, when you just said it's, it's that, oh, how dare you take up space when I... So even my being there as a black woman uh, makes them uncomfortable. So I don't even have to fucking open my mouth before they say, oh, sh- report me to the code of conduct. So at this point, I'm just like, you know what? I just got to do my own shit where I am the arbitrator of who the fuck comes in, who the fuck gets kicked out, <laughs> and, and making sure everybody's safe. Um, yep. Because... These conference organizers, many of them don't even know how to handle when they get a a, 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 a complaint like that. Right, right. Some of and them say, some of them say, you know, she didn't go sit down somewhere. But other, uh, others yeah. fret. Others like, I don't know what to tell them to go fuck themselves. You know what the <laughs> hell? Yes, and and so that's that's actually part of what I do through Otter Tech is I give code of conduct enforcement workshops where we actually go through and people work through receiving a report and then actually following up with the person with like with scenarios that are anonymized enough from (laughs) things that I know yeah Um, yeah, they're like real world stuff yeah because what I want is for is for people not to freeze when they take a report to know how to take a report and how to analyze it how to figure out what is the thing that is going to make my community more safe and inclusive from that and to actually be able to confront these people. Yes. 
That's and the so big one. So because if you don't, and see, this is the thing, they are missing opportunities to shut this down because if they, don't, if they do a, if they do the um, complaint, right? They take the complaint and they don't confront these individuals at the next conference or the next event, they're going to keep doing the same thing. So these yep. assholes make everybody else uncomfortable. And so yep. people like me won't get invited who people want to hear about my message because these conference organizers don't want to be, you know, I, yeah, yeah, and so, well, and I should, I should clarify that, um, I'm going to put my business hat on, by confront, I mean constructively have yes. a conversation oh, of course. about this, yes. and, and tell them about the impact of their actions on these, yeah, yeah, yes. so I, no, I get you, because you, I definitely have a business hat, and this is, um, yeah. and, and that's my whole point, when, if I'm not doing my conference, I'm doing a business because yep. I was actually, I'm actually talking about how to build better businesses. And it's not just about inclusion. It's about um, um, all this stuff is a risk management issue or, or it's our you, um, return on investment. You're leaving money on the table, all these things. So I'm talking about building businesses and you're pissed off because I said, whatever, do please <laughs> a, a white woman go somewhere and sit down. So it's like, Oh my God, you waste so much energy when you are, you're the problem. You're actually, you're the problem and you, you know, but, the, but the, what gives me hope is that there's so much, many more of us connecting. And this is where yeah. I love about Twitter. And this is where I piss people piss me off saying, Oh, Twitter's a shit show. Get off my communities on Twitter. I'm not my going any damn where I'm and, not and going I'm, anywhere. Yep. Yep, um, that's where that's I feel why. safe, and that's where I can make my connections. That's where I get my 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 podcast speaker guests, and all. this is where my community is. And I'm not going anywhere. I'm not letting them run me off. Jack can yep. go fuck himself because he has no idea. His team has no idea what the hell they're doing. They don't know how to keep me safe because they didn't ask me how to keep me safe. They're making these damn assumptions about what they think is important, and it's not. Um, but no, yeah. we're not going anywhere. Like, we're not going anywhere. And there's 25 percent of the whole world is on Twitter. Right. Yes. Yeah. Then those behind, if you're, and, yeah, and like the the Twitter stuff. Oh man, I get, uh, I get harassment stuff, and and I, it comes back, and they're like, they're, they're, unfortunately, this is does not yes. violate our mm-hmm. guidelines. Oh and, yeah, there was one time I got, like, I got I'm shut like, off. <sighs> yeah. yeah, they um they cl- they shut my account down for some number of hours because I told somebody months before to go play in traffic. And it was so funny because the community mm. went crazy and started um, like researching people. It was like thousands of people who had said, go play in traffic. Cause you know what that means. Um, and, and somebody uh, uh, um, reported me for inciting suicidal or harm or whatever. And somebody actually found where somebody actually told Jack to play in traffic. <laughs> and, and at the same time, I have gotten things where people have said, because like, especially during the Linus thing, like, they told me to kill myself. One of them tweeted a gif at me of someone jumping out a window, and that was apparently not a violation. Exactly. Exactly. I'm exactly. like, yeah, uh, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely crazy. Um, and so I want to, uh, this has been a great, I might have to bring you it back. Because I'm sure, because I'm sure <laughs> you have some. Uh, we didn't uh, even talk about our Richie stuff. No, I'm to, that's why I'm stopping now, so we can talk <laughs> about our Richie stuff. Because. <laughs> Because I'm like, I, but that's, oh, if anybody knows me, I love getting the history of these things because they don't happen in a vacuum. And we always try to figure, they, people give, you know, like the whole line of shit, you know, they drop something and you see it right there. And that's not the fucking backstory. The same thing when, when um, no community uh, erupted last year 
um, because of dude didn't get sanctioned, can't even remember his name, whatever. Um, and they brought me in to do the keynote. As I was doing my research, of course this wasn't in a vacuum. It was because of some shit you didn't take care of four years ago or two years ago, some shit that didn't, that, that didn't happen that you didn't take care of four years ago. So um, I love seeing the history of these things because then you're not ignorant because you're always getting this one side of this story. And it's no, this... This, this is what people need to understand. Inclusion and diversity is not about stopping you from doing what you want to do. What it is, is holding people accountable for the things that they do, which everybody else has, um, everybody else has had experience with except privileged individuals. So yes, you're uncomfortable because you've never had to deal with the consequences of your fucking actions. Yep, yep. So I'm not saying... Um, don't drink at conferences. I'm saying don't drink at conferences if you know that you become belligerent, if you know that you harass people, if you know all these other things. Also, let's fucking define harass. It means, you know, all these things. Well, and, and also, like someone said, there's a specific amount of physiological things that happen when you drink, but drinking does not turn you into a harasser. Exactly. Things that they're doing are just more blatant now. Exactly. They're probably doing other things that you don't know about. Almost so, definitely. Like, like the whole don't drink thing, I'm like, no, that just means that the person is a boundary pusher already and you're just seeing that side of them. Exactly. The, oh, like people, gin makes you sin. No, gin just makes you do shit you always wanted to do and you can mm. blame it on alcohol. <laughs> yep. All right, so yep. let's talk about Outreachy. So Outreachy is an internship program, and it's completely remote. We have mentors that are around the world. The internship is open to anyone around the world and who is over 18 and, like, meets specific criteria about, like, oh, you have to be eligible to work in your country. We expressly invite people from groups who are underrepresented in tech. We especially want to see women, um, both cis and trans, we want to see trans men, non-binary folks. Um, and in the U.S., we expressly invite people of color as well. And people sometimes get mad because we don't, in, in our list of people of color, we don't list Asians, but that's because they're 40% of, of the, the tech community, <laughs> of the tech yeah, community, right, right? And so, and so, that's yes, why I no longer. So, that's why I no longer say underrepresented because that's white women, and you're doing fine. So I don't. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and so, and so, like we we really want to focus on people who are marginalized to get in. And yeah. so we we actually did a slight change in our um, our initial applications this year is that we we had people write essay questions that asked. Um, are you in your educational background? Um, are are you from a group that's underrepresented? And we gave them like some examples. Mm -hmm. And then also, have you faced discrimination or systemic bias? You know, based on your background or identity. Mm -hmm. And that actually turns out to weed out a lot. Of oh, oh, yep, 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 yep. You know? It does. It's, it's it's like there are a lot of white women. They're so yes. privileged. Yes. Experience that's that. that's when when right? that's why when I do my talks I always like to define terms as the educator in me and I say although women are underrepresented very few white women are also marginalized mm -hmm. so white women are not diversity so um, yep. so yes that's a very good way to do that because you will it's it, it's that uh, that further filtering out yep. of um and then they'll many of them will say oh um you know sexism whatever it's like dude no that's mm, 
Some of them do have very specific examples. Yes. There's a very specific example in the essays. And that's what we tell people. We're like, we want you to tell your personal story. Yes. Yes, Because these essays are just reviewed by the organizers to try to make sure that we're, we're getting the right people in because, you know, we, uh, initially we, we said, you know, anyone who are, are in these criteria apply, but we've had people who weren't a part of our original criteria apply through these essay questions and the kinds of discrimination that they face are things that um, we, as a lot of us are like U.S. folks, and we're privileged, we might not Yes, might not know see about the concerts. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so like we had people from uh from Africa who said, you know, men from Africa who said, Oh, well, I'm part of this ethnic tribe. It turns out that there's a lot of discrimination. Like mm-hmm. this has affected my education. And we're mm-hmm. like, Yes, yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And exactly. and at the same time, from the same country, you get someone from the main majority ethnic tribe that's like, oh, I don't face any discrimination mm-hmm. in my education. And so, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's, it's, I think that those essay questions are good. It's a change. Um, no, that's good. That's good. And then you're getting a better understanding of the person. And, yep. some, and, it, and it also, I, I would think, would help you figuring out how to service them because there's some... Oh yeah, there's some traumas and some all kinds of things that they're dealing with, particularly re- related to education. Yep. That you wanna. Yep. Um, so tell me about the pro. So you have this, but what is the program? It's an internship. Yes. How long does it last? Was you know that? So so it's an internship and it lasts for three months. And as I said, it's it's completely remote. So you're working with a mentor from an open source program. Do you so need do you need a specific level of ex, uh, experience already? Or are you talking taking newbies? What what? So it's we most of the most of the projects require you to have some sort of background, um, but we have projects that are non-programming projects. So we have documentation projects, mm. we have design projects, we have user experience projects, we have data science projects. Oh, good. Okay, okay. You know, so it's so a people get in, so, so Good. So people can get into tech in very different ways. Yes. Okay, yes. good. That is so and, important. And we get a lot of people that they're from boot camps. Um, a lot of people that are like um, moms, and they've they've stopped. Um, they they stopped to have kids, and they're trying to come back, and no one wants to hire them because they got that like three year yeah. gap on yeah, their yeah. resume. Mm-hmm. And so we actually provide the stepping stone for them to come back. Okay, right? gotcha. And that's really important for people to be able to come back. Yeah. And then we also get a lot of um, a lot of trans folks apply too, mm-hmm. especially if they're they are facing discrimination in employment. Like this is completely remote. How they apply is they just make a contribution to a project. So you know you can you can use whatever name you want. If you sign the contract, you sign it with your legal name, but they don't. They can use the name that they chose. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and the other thing that we do on the website is we ask them what are your pronouns? And we say, do you want to share them with your mentor? Do you want to share them publicly? Mm. Because we want to give people choices. Like, do you want to make sure that your mentor in private, like genders you correctly, mm-hmm. or do you need to be stealth and they'll just use gender neutral pronouns? So we like, we try to be really careful around that. Like, mm-hmm. I think there are some ways we can be better, but this is, this is one way that we've tried to be good. Pronouns are a big thing for me. I've called you her twice. So it's something I catch. Um, and as soon as I said it, I, them, they, um, yeah. it's just so programmed in our heads. Yeah. Um, we're, we're so programmed to like assume a gender and yes, go for it. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so everybody, um, you're not alone. It's me too. It's, it's <laughs> and it becomes this thing where I'm really, I'm really conscious, and I correct myself as quickly as possible because I understand what my name means to me and what my gender means to me, and I never. Um, no, although it's, again, this goes back to change, although it's more comfortable for me to, to say the gender that I assume, whatever pronoun, pronoun, it takes another step just to say, mm, I apologize and correct. Let me yep. fix that. Yep. And, and just correct it and move on. Yeah. Like, people don't yeah. have to make a big deal out yeah. of it. Yeah. Just correct and move on. Cause I've had some friends that they're like really, really apologetic and it stops like the whole conversation. <laughs> apologize, and I'm just like, just say you're sorry and just keep going. Yeah. I mean, just in this conversation, I'd say, and I'm like, oh, they. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, 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 and that's the whole thing. There's so many things that we've been told are binary and not just gender, just everything, just bl- how black. I mean, just the whole diversity conversation. This is why I also have been really pouring out this is what white supremacy looks like because everybody thinks it's just swastikas and KKK. And it is so, it comes in so, it is our whole economic system, our whole educational system, our whole healthcare system, all of it is based in white supremacy. And so it takes us, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to, you know, we're going to stumble. We're going to, um, we're going to, you know, embarrass ourselves. We're going to offend people. Um, and to, until we just start getting better at it, I'm not going to even yeah. say get right. We're just going to get yeah. better at it. <laughs> well, and, and I think there was, so I, I took an electronics class and there was a particular class of problems where they said, this is not the right formula to use, but we use this formula because it's easy to understand. It's like searching where the light's good. So we know like specific things about diversity and inclusion that, that make sense and we keep going back to those things. But those aren't necessarily the things that are going to solve the bigger problems. Mm-hmm. If, we, if we keep searching where the light is good, if we keep searching where we feel comfortable, then we're Ooh, never going to find the right answer. That is a great analogy. Because, oh, my God, that was really good. That was really good. Because it, it speaks to, and I say this all the time, we're trying to create an experience that was never meant to happen. I'm supposed to be mm-hmm. a slave. Yep. And there, I'm supposed to be a slave. And 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 an article just came out that a quarter of Trump's um, f- um, followers, whatever the hell you want to call them, believe that the 13th Amendment was a mistake. They oh. believe, yeah, they believe that. I, I mean, I, I, it's yeah. not surprising. Exactly. It's not surprising. It's, and it's, and it's, so yeah. it's like we're all pioneers here. And so take solace, take comfort in that, in that we have the ability, particularly in tech that touches everything. Mm-hmm. We have the ability to influence the world in a way that everybody, well, not everybody, because there's no absolutes, that the majority of people feel safe. And that's, yep. what, that's what we can do. That's the best I can do is make sure that the, I've done something that improves the condition of the majority of people. Yep. And, and that's where I want to do that too. Like I try to stick with my lane and, and stay with the things that I, I know that I can do and the places where I can have action. But at the same time, I keep learning from more and more people about like, here's something new that I can do to help people out. Here's something that the conferences could change to make people feel safer. Like we got to keep searching outside of the little light that we know. And what just popped in my head when you said that, and it brings home, and I want to end with this, is the importance of intersectionality. Because by by me having a conversation with you, I'm more enlightened about. Again, I had never heard of trans masks, 
Um, and so I learned. So each, I, I want every, if everybody embraced that every encounter requires them to, is, is expected, not just, they're expected to learn. That's, think about the organizations that we could build with that. Instead yep. of assimilation, it becomes every new person comes in and dr- changes what their organization is. Just dr- just because you've there've been their person changes, and we and we accept it and we expect it, and it's something not something we run from, but it's something we embrace. Wow, so, well, it would be amazing. It would right? be freaking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sage, so much for taking the time. This has been a great conversation. Yeah. Thanks, Kim. It's been great. I'm glad you could have me. All right. Have a great day. Yes. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Hashtag Cause the Scene podcast. And I'd like to thank all our current sponsors of the podcast and the Hashtag Cause the Scene movement. Of course, we strongly encourage everyone to become an individual sponsor of the Hashtag Cause the Scene community. Just visit the website at hashtagcallthescene.com to sign up today. On behalf of everyone here at Hashtag Call the Scene, we'd like to thank you again for listening to today's show and have a wonderful day.